Welcome to the Live Wire, a podcast by the Downey Patriot and sponsored by Labrie. I am Alex Dominguez, the staff writer for the Downey Patriot, and today I am joined by our newest uh, interim council member, Council Member Donald Plant. Uh, council member, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Good morning. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to get into a little bit of your decision to uh, apply and um, you know your your thoughts on your new position. But first, uh, as you're the the new council member, I, I want to ask you what I feel is a pretty important question. What what do you feel the current state of the city is as as it stands today? Well, the city is obviously in some level of chaos with the city manager retiring here at the end of June, 1st of July. Aldo Schindler, who is the director of community development and the deputy city manager has left for a job promotion out in the Inland Empire, closer to his home and a little more uh, responsibility. We have a person who's on administrative leave at the moment. And there's a number of other vacancies. The city attorney is resigning to move to a, another city attorney position closer to where she lives. Apparently, no one can afford to live in Downey anymore, except <laughs> those of us who've been living here forever. So there's some level of un- angst and upset in the city. And that tends to, unfortunately, work its way down to the hardworking rank and file who sort of look up and go, is anybody there? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, obviously you're you're talking a little bit about, it's been described as a mass exodus of our staff. Uh, I know you're, uh, you're just a couple days into the seat, but do you have maybe just as a resident or just maybe in your few days as a, officially as a council member, do you have any inkling, any feeling of maybe what's causing that mass exodus, or do you have any personal opinions on that? Well, I I think the people who have left at the top rank saw that Gilbert Levis was retiring. And when the top leader of an organization retires, it means someone else is going to come aboard. And so people at other executive ranks tend to look around and go, is this a good time for me to further my career somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you have new city managers, new school superintendents who come in and keep the entire staff and everything. Let's go forward with who we've got. And other times people wind up wanting to bring in their own team as it, as it is. And so people tend to look out for themselves rationally and go, is this a good time to get a promotion to a, with, you know, Mr. Schindler? Yeah. I'll get the promotion to a bigger city and, cl- you know, probably a little closer to home. And same with this, the city attorney. You, you look for opportunities when they come up, but you also start looking more carefully for opportunities when, well, let's see what's going to happen. I don't know. So maybe I should start looking. That makes sense. I think that's very well, uh, very well said. And I don't, and I don't think that if if Gilbert had been staying, I'm not sure these people would have been looking. They they might have. It might have been things that just sort of dropped in their lap, and they went. Hmm. So uh, obviously, now with you being uh, our uh, just sworn in uh, this to this past Tuesday. 
there was a uh, there was a, you talk about opportunity. There was an opportunity uh, because we lost our former District Two Council Member Sean Ashton in March. He got a job promotion and said he could no longer continue in his role. So where was, what, how did you get to the decision to uh, apply for the seat? Cause I mean, you've already served the city well for over 40 years as a part of it, uh, as a part of the, the school board. Um, having just retired from that, it seems like you're right there jumping back into the fray. Where did you come up, come to that decision? I had a couple of people say, Hey, you ought to consider that interim position. And I looked at it and said, yeah, I think I could be of help as opposed to somebody who may have zero experience or very limited experience with working as a team member in a group situation, such as yeah. school boards and city councils are. And figured for the few months that this position was going to be open, that I could jump in and I know enough about how school schools work, how cities work, how being on a team works to be able to be of some help as opposed to just sort of looking around going, okay, here's my office. Where's the restroom? You know, where's the, where are the fire stations? You know, the limited experience I've had with the city on major S I do know what we've done in recent years with all the construction and all the good things that have been happening. So, uh, I mean, you already mentioned that you have some experience uh, with the school board and you know how things certain to work uh, or things might work. But I, I want to ask you, what differences do you think there may be between the school board and the city? Obviously, this just besides the fact overlooking, you know, the all the schools in Downey and looking over the city itself. But what differences do you think there might be in the two positions? What uh, how do you think they may be alike? I think the way that a lot of that all elected bodies are alike is you need to be able to count to the magic number. On you the mentioned school, that in your interview. The school board, you learned how you have to learn how to count to four in this community. City council, you need to learn how to count to three. Mm -hmm. And you can't assume that the person you're opposed to their position today is your enemy forever. Mm -hmm. Because today's vote may be totally different from next week's vote or the week after alliances shift yeah now you there are certainly times in cities and schools and other elected bodies that if there's a three to two vote or a four to three vote it doesn't take anybody any time to figure out who's the four who's the three who's the three who's the two yeah but hopefully if we have those people will have to look in downey right now and figure out okay what's going on why would there a three to two vote 90 95% of the things decided by government agencies are fairly routine and are approved five to nothing. Nobody, nobody is fighting over the payroll warrants. Nobody's having an argument about whether, you know, some bills should be paid. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's funny that you talk about the, the magic number, you know, being able to count to three, because we've seen here recently that the current council there, there may be they've had difficulty sometimes finding those magic numbers or they they've been a little bit more outspoken and vocal about when they disagree and there have been you know moments that were a little tense up there on the dais 
but and I think you already mentioned this, but do you feel that your selection and your coming on board might help uh, bring some stability to the council? I hope it brings stability and I hope it brings civility. There is no need to be rude to each other. We can't stop the people who come in and want to yell at us and be rude to us. But members of the council, there's no reason for us to be rude. We can have disagreements on policy positions without having to take it personally. I may have one position, someone else has another, but we certainly don't have to make that personal. It's policy. There's a reason why it's not simply elect one person. It's the reason why there's five, seven, nine, 80 members of the state assembly. It's so that there are a diversity of views being reflected. Uh, now, the big elephant in the room with whoever was put into this spot, there was a lot of talk about it, is almost immediately you're going to be thrust in the middle of some really serious, real major decisions. Um, the selection of a new city manager, of course, we've already talked about it a little bit, but uh, Gilbert Liebus is leaving uh, after June. You know, he, he, he leaves in uh, July, I think July 1, officially. July 1 or 2 or something yeah. like that, whatever whatever magic date worked into his retirement calculator. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously this is also a time where uh, budget talks are already ongoing, you know, with city staff and you'll, uh, the, the council will be looking to approve the upcoming budget in the next month or so. So do you feel you're prepared for those? I mean, uh, usually with council, it's, it's a little bit of a, a learning curve that first year or two, but you've got about a month. Uh, are, are you prepared for that? I think on the uh, city manager issue, we've already had interviews. It's been on the agenda for the interview and mm -hmm. work on getting an interim city manager to take over for Gilbert when he retires. I don't think there's much of a secret that the interim position will take out will be there for a reasonable period of time as recruitment takes place. Yeah. Nobody who's a good city manager is going to come aboard until they know who their council is. Mm -hmm. And right now, the only person who is a hundred percent, I suppose, barring being run over by one of those city buses, Mario Trujillo is the only one who's a hundred percent. There's, seat two that'll be up. Mrs. Frometa's seat is up. There are people who are trying to recall Ms. Alvarez and Ms. Pacheco is a candidate at this point for the state assembly. We'll find out in a month or so whether she makes it to the uh, round of two. Mm -hmm. But in theory, there could be four brand new council members yeah. next December. That's a real possibility. It's it's kind of a scary possibility, but our council is definitely in flux at the moment. And that's why a city, a good city manager candidate, somebody coming from a smaller community looking to move up, or a great assistant from a larger city looking to become a city manager is going to want to wait until they see who's who's in various seats. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then the budget, the vast majority of any organization's budget in public agencies is simply a static budget. We're 
going to continue to pay the police department. We're going to fund the fire department, the public works department, parks and rec. There's a few things on the edges that the city council really decides on. Do we do this project? Do we do this activity? But the vast majority is paying the employees. And there doesn't seem to be any disputes that we have an appropriate number of police and fire and we're continuing to try to fill any vacancies that occur. But those are those are easy ones. We don't we're not in a budget cut mode. We're not in 2008 when sales tax revenues are plummeting and we're having to look around and going, okay, what are we going to have to cut? And we're in a situation of simply projects that they're at the edges that, you know, which is better? What should we try to do? Uh, now, you don't have a whole lot of time before November, before the election. It's about seven months that you'll be uh, in the interim position. Do you have any goals, any projects, anything you're hoping to maybe implement? It's not a whole lot of time, but do you have anything that you, you think you might try and get moving? Nothing particular. I think the one thing that's involving District 2 is the the magic traffic circle at uh, <laughs> Reeves and Quill, and I've already talked to staff about how it's going to be implemented. It'll be a test, a trial. The project is already in the design finishing stages so even if we wanted to stop we might as well not because we've paid paid for the design work and the staff is going to put together a trial and we'll see if it works yeah. and if and if it doesn't work the staff will go well that was a nice try but now we need no it didn't work you know uh I, i'm actually glad you brought that up because that's kind of the big talk in district two right now well obviously besides uh the um the vacancy that you've now filled, but the the uh, roundabout, it seems like a lot of residents aren't necessarily happy about that. I mean, you just said though we're we're far enough along that we might as well give it a shot. But you know, what would you say to those residents, or is it just that that you know we're we're too far ahead? Um, do you have anything to say to we, those residents of District Two? We have. Let the contract for the design work. The design work is almost done. If we were to stop it tomorrow, we wouldn't be saving money. At this point, we might just as well spend the extra few few thousand that it may take to put up a what amounts to a fake traffic circle with cones and sandbags and maybe some paint on the street for people, not the demo the street and rebuild it kind of thing. And see if it works. Maybe it will. Maybe there's. Maybe this is the situation that'll where it'll work, and people aren't just blowing through the street on Quill, where it's not backing up uh, Reeves all the way to uh, Stewart and Gray and uh, Imperial Highway. It may work, and it, it, it may not, and we'll find out probably within a month of it being installed and. If it doesn't, you repaint the, you take away the cones, you repaint the asphalt and put the stop signs back up. Um, granted, you're, you're just a couple of days into uh, being official, but uh, have you settled in yet? Or how, how, you know, a lot of people like to talk about the first 100 days, but we're on a, a abbreviated timetable anyways. So how would you, how have things been your first couple of days? Are you already in the grind? And yeah, 
I've already been getting all the information from our city staff of the events and activities and meetings. I have an office, which <laughs> the school district does not provide offices for school board members. So I have an office and a desk, and I don't know quite what to do with it other than they did have paper clips and pens in it. So we're good to go. Have you uh, had any discussions or any phone calls? Uh, that was one thing that uh, a few people mentioned in their interviews is that as it stood, District 2 didn't have somebody to call. They didn't have somebody to pick up the phone and say, hey, my street is messed up or hey, this light isn't working. Um, have you had any of those calls yet? Have you had any discussions with uh, with the residents yet? No. Not yet. Okay. Not, nothing yet. And if you have a concern about a street light or a pothole, call Public Works. They're the ones who fix it. All I'm going to be able to do is pass it on to the right people in the city. Okay. If you have a, a, a problem, go to the source. In the school district, it's like, you don't go to the school board member because you're mad at a, a teacher. Go to the teacher, go to the principal, go to the people who can handle the issue. So, I mean, there I know there are some people who are always going to want to call their councilman and mm -hmm. have a concern, but I don't know how to fix a pothole. <laughs> I do know how to get Call, call Public Works and tell them there's a pothole somewhere and please follow up with this the citizen who's reporting it and make sure that we you know, handle it correctly. How about your council colleagues? Have they welcomed you in with uh, open arms? Yeah. Are, they, are they helping teach you the ropes? How is that They've, got, they've showed me where the stuff is. Okay. Yeah, no, no problems at all with any of the council members. They're all very nice, polite people and working working looking forward to working together with them uh you have said multiple times at this point uh in your interviews and i, I believe you even alluded to it uh when you were sworn in in your comments but you have no plans to run for the seat in november you've said that it's a barring uh a lack of candidates or some other extreme this is it for you it's just the interim and then you plan on finishing why is that? Because I'm here to provide a, a, a bridge for the community from a council member who had served seven plus years and had to leave for a job responsibility. And somebody somebody new was going to be elected this November. Mr. Ashton was termed out. Mm -hmm. So there was going to be a new person in that seat. And my understanding is there's some people out there looking and interested. And now you never know until filing is over, basically, yeah. that the people who are talking about it will actually run. Situations change. People's jobs change. Things happen in their lives where they may not. People who are all ready to run decide not to run. So, yeah, as I said, if there's a dearth of candidates, if there's crazy people running then you may then i you know I, as i said never say never mm -hmm. but it's not in my plans uh what are you looking forward to the most in your uh time on council and what are you maybe i don't want to say not looking forward to but what are you uh, what challenges are you expecting or or anticipating trying to keep the city moving forward during this interim period where not only 
obviously am I an interim, but so will the leaders of the city staff, the interim people, and keeping it going forward and not just sitting around. I mean, that can always be the temptation when you have particularly an interim city manager and interims in a couple other positions. The easiest thing to do is simply sit there and go, we'll move the paper from pile A to pile B. The, the police will still answer the uh, emergency calls. The fire paramedics will still come and help people and put out, and they'll come and put out fires and we'll be happy. We'd like to try to keep the community moving forward and not just drifting along because it'll be about a year here where the community will be drift, drifting if we don't put some effort into making sure that we continue to move forward. You know, the fire department, the police department, nothing's going to go wrong there. But we need to be continuing to look at business development, bringing in businesses. There are empty storefronts. We need to try to find places and people who will fill those and provide services and business to the community. And we need to be moving forward on those. And the temptation can be to just sort of sit around and not do much of anything. Uh, as we start to wind down and wrap up here, uh, I'd, I'd like to give you a little bit of an open forum, kind of open the floor to you. Uh, is there anything you would like to say to the residents of Downey, to your, the residents of your district, just as you uh, step into this role and, and move forward for the next few months? They're welcome to contact me through City Hall and uh, let me know their concerns and issues. I think I know most of them, but there, there's a lot of issues that have some people divided and it's going to be that way. It's not an issue, an item where everybody's going to agree on some of the issues that are coming up and we just need to hear from people and I'll make the best decisions I can and go when we all go from there. And if it turns out five to zero, great. If it's three to two, it's three to two. Well, uh, council member LaPlante, uh, I, I'm wishing you the best of luck. I think uh, everyone in the city and especially in the residents of District 2 are rooting for you. Um, you know, we, we've talked about a lot and I, I really do hope that you're able to bring that stability that you, you say you, you hope you can bring because um, th there's definitely been a lot of concern in the, the city here recently. And I think uh, there, there were not many people who would be right for the job. I think you were definitely one of them and I'm glad you're getting that opportunity. So I wish you the best of luck and congratulations on your appointment. Thank you. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to the live wire, a podcast by the Danny Patriot and sponsored by Labrie. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening.